Welcome, everyone, to the 20th episode of the Hot Takes from the Berg podcast. I'm your host, Jason Michener, joined alongside my co-host, Ian Hatcher. Ian, 20 episodes. Um, we've been doing about 13 together. This is this has been a fantastic two-month stretch, and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. How, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome. I was going to ask you, did I hear that right? 20 episodes? Uh, that's absolutely awesome. Um, and uh, you said it, I could, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. It's been an awesome partnership so far. And, um, I really love being able to provide, uh, content that I'm really passionate about to people that, you know, are passionate about the same thing. And, uh, I cannot wait to give you guys my week six predictions. <laughs> there are some, there are going to be some really Really good games this week. Um, starting off with Thursday night football. Um, Texans versus Titans. And I see you have a, a very, very interesting prediction here. Uh, why don't you go and uh, bring that up? I'm very curious to hear your, your logic behind this one. All right. So I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I started working on this one before I watched. The uh, Bills, or excuse me, the Titans' absolute domination of the Bills. But um, this, to me, is more – I'm going to stick with it because I I really liked what I saw from from Houston. Um, It kind of felt like they got the monkey off of their back um, to me. It it looked like everyone played their brand of football, and I feel like we never had saw that from – really any any of anybody on their roster really for a consistent basis um they finally had a good running attack with um david johnson he was almost at what 100 yards in what feels like forever and will fuller and brandon cooks managed to find the end zone and brandon cooks had a amazing game and i i remember talking about it it was so obvious what they were trying to build their receiving core around and that was speed this is the first game where I really felt like I could see it paying off. And um, I thought it would happen at some point. And it seems to be turning that corner now. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson is a fantastic quarterback. We cannot for, forget. It feels like every time we forget, he does something crazy and makes us remember. And and I think this is going to be the game that does that. Um, the, the Titans looked so, so good. But – Something to me, just I, I don't think like I don't feel like I'm going to be saying five and no tech, Titans next week. So I I have the, I have the Texans in this one. I will say the Titans played very very good against the Bills. Um, com- completely destroyed the defense that I thought was one of the best defenses in the NFL, and we saw arguably the the best stiff arm of this decade, even the past decade when Derrick Henry just sunned. Josh Norman. Um, has, has, can anyone confirm that Josh Norman is still alive? Because uh, I don't know that I can. <laughs> but I, 
I can see where you're coming from with the Texans maybe pulling out this game. I mean, the Titans still don't, most likely won't have A.J. Brown, um, be, and that's that's a huge blow to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but I, I don't know how I how much I trust this Texans front seven, uh, considering how how Derrick Henry just destroyed uh, the Bills. I, I'm still taking the Titans with this one, but I can I can see where you're coming from with uh, the Texans pulling one away. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I feel like it's a game that they'll steal, and um, it really has more to do with I don't think that they're as bad as they as they played against Bill O'Brien. And I think it's something to be said about just, you know, feeling like, you know, you finally have that, that thing off your back. Uh, and I, I I saw a lot of really good things, and, and I think that will, they'll carry that into this game. And they're also a team at this point that – you know, what are you playing for? And I, I don't know. I said, they, they scream a team that I don't want to play if, I, if I'm if i doing as well as the Titans, you know. Um, moving on to Sunday afternoon, we have the 4-1 and one Ravens going a little bit up north to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Philly looked has looked really good the past two weeks. I mean, just a, a heartbreaking loss to Pittsburgh last week, a, t- a 38 to 29 loss. But they, I will be the first to admit, they've been playing good. I'm, I'm really happy that you said that. Um, and, and I do agree with you. Um, but I think that the success is, is evident. Um, I, the one thing I really did not like in the Pittsburgh game is that is how fast we got away from Miles Sanders. The dude had, uh, I think, 80 yards and two touchdowns on, like, 11 carries. Um, That just can't be the case. Um, He's got to get more touches than that, Um, whether they're on the ground or in the pass game. He was dynamic uh, all day, but it just seemed like he just faded as the game went on, and um, a lot of it was because he wasn't even getting the the touches on the ground. So – I think that's a big key, and um, one man in particular stepped up huge for us, and his name is Travis Fulgham. Um, he's already my favorite Eagles receiver, and I don't know how long. Um, it, it feels like it's been so long since we had a guy that it can do what he, he, he did last week. Um, in two games, he's over 200 yards with two touchdowns. I can't tell you the last Eagles wide receiver that did that. I really can't. And that is so surprising. Uh, We found what I hope to be um, an answer at the wide receiver position in the weirdest of ways through the practice squad. But I've loved what I've seen from him. Him and Carson Wentz already have a really, really good connection uh, that I think they need to build upon. But this week – the injury questions are still there for the Eagles. Um, this week, it is Darius Slay who's been added to the to the injury report. Um, he is questionable with, I believe it's um, concussion-like symptoms. And um, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are questionable yet again. I think this is the third week in a row. So at some point, the Eagles are going to get those guys back. And I don't know how they're going to be eased into the game plan or what their role will be when they return. But Travis Fulgham has earned his spot on the field. So 
they're going to have to prove something when they get their snaps and, and, you know, really show that they can be difference makers because the Eagles are starting to, you know, figure out what players are going to step up and play where. And if you're getting healthy, you either got to beat them out or you got to beat them out or I guess not play because guys like Fulgham are, are playing so well. So, you really got to do it. And then the other cornerback on the outside of Ante Maddox is also questionable. So without your two starting cornerbacks uh, in this one, it seems like it could be a really scary day. The Eagles uh, linebackers are the weakest point on their team, and they're going to have to contend with Mark Andrews in this one. Along At the same time, they're going to have to deal with all the running backs in the backfield and Lamar Jackson. So uh, I think that the Eagles offense will take another step forward this week and have a good game, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, the Ravens are as good as it gets in the NFL, and they, they're they just staying about their business after that Kansas City loss. You know, that, that kind of stunned a lot of people in the way that it happened, but the Ravens have quietly been looking a lot better since that loss, so um, they're a team to watch. And then if we're we're looking at this Ravens team, they didn't look fantastic last week. Um, like I I don't know what it was. Lamar Jackson, like yes, they they blew out the Bengals, but I mean Lamar Jackson throwing almost forty passes, which is completely unlike him, and only completing on nineteen of them and one hundred eighty yards, and he he couldn't he ran two rushes for three yards. That's that's not Lamar Jackson esque, and I that kind of worries me because I think teams are finally starting to figure him out. I think the rest is all on him. I think that he kind of went into this game with um, a little bit of something to just say with his arm, and I don't think it it went as good as he had planned. But um, to me, it was just the relative e- with ease with which the Ravens handled the Bengals. Um, it didn't look pretty, but it, it speaks volumes when you don't play your best football and you handle the teams that you're supposed to handle the way that they're supposed to be handled. So um, I really, as you said it was a little disappointing. I really liked the Ravens effort last week, even uh, partly because it wasn't that pretty. I, It's still – it still worries me. It just worries me a little bit. I, I think Baltimore's still going to to kill it, uh, just this entire year. I, it's just it's a little, it's little things that are, are going to bother me because once they get to the to the playoffs, that those are going to be exposed. I agree with more. you with that. Yeah, I agree with you with that. We we should hold a team like the Ravens to a higher standard. I I agree with that, but. For for this specific matchup, um, I like them over the Eagles. Um, I have them a touchdown favorite. I do think it'll be kind of high scoring, but um, somehow uh, they it'll be a tall task for the Eagles. But um, I, I feel like the offense is taking steps forward, and I, I think it'll be a good game. I completely agree. Um, moving on to uh, what is this the the second game of Sunday afternoon, uh, we got the Browns and the Steelers. Now, the Browns looked good. They looked really good last week. Uh, 
the defense wasn't as good, but the offense is still looking fantastic. It, they didn't seem to really miss a beat without Nick Chubb. Um, it seemed to come a little harder uh, on the ground, but um, uh, I feel like um, excuse me, I can't even think. Uh, Kareem Hunt, ex- sorry. Uh, I thought he played extremely well, and the game plan for the Browns is very set in stone. They want to be a team that can run the ball, and they faced a what has been thus far a good defense last week for the Colts, and it didn't seem to really throw off their offense that much. Um, Mayfield had the two picks, but uh, threw two touchdowns, and Kareem Hunt had 20 totes, only 72 yards, but, you know, he was also a factor in the past game, which we know he is. So the Browns have been as good as anybody, and they get the pleasure of playing the Steelers, who um, I have to touch on one thing before I, I give it to you. Claypool proved that the Steelers are probably the best talent evaluators of the wide receiver position in that I've ever seen. Um, you just think about the multitude of guys that they've produced or drafted and have done extremely well. The list goes on and on and on. And they have three guys on it right now that are exceptional. I mean, Juju is, you know, already the guy and, you know, one of the, you know, premier young wide receivers in the game, and he's 23. They also have Deontay Johnson, who uh, is unfortunately a little banged up, at least the last couple of weeks, but he's an outstanding receiver. I had the pleasure of watching him in the first couple of weeks, and he looks like he's has a, a really good, a really high ceiling. And then you add in Chase Claypool, who just happens to score four touchdowns um, last week, and they just know how to spot him. And, Big Ben is has so many so many talented players. It's not even funny. This is going to be an outstanding game, and I want to hear what you have to say, Jason. Um, this okay. This is two of the best offenses in the league, in my opinion, going at it, and then a a fantastic defense in um in Pittsburgh and a a pretty good defense in Cleveland. It's honestly going – I think this is going to come down to who has the better defense. Yeah. Because both offenses are going to going to try and murder the other defense. It's just going to be which defense folds more. Yeah, I think – oh, it's going to be such a good game. I, I think really what could be the deciding factor in this game is – which quarterback plays better. And I think when I say that, it's not as, you know, cut and dry as, you know, their stats after the game. It's more to do with how they're – I hold them to different standards. I think Ben Roethlisberger could throw three touchdowns, and I wouldn't really bat an eye. But if Baker Mayfield throws three touchdowns, I think that is huge for Cleveland because, like I said, they rely on so much of the ground game that when you get those – when you know Baker Mayfield's passes starts turning into points for you, that's huge because that's an area where, you know, still up through five games he only has nine touchdowns. It's an area that you know they haven't been getting it as consistently as they probably hope. But um, 
Yeah, I think if he can do it, then they can do it. But ultimately in this one, I think if the Steelers are going to get it done, there's just the, – the Browns' injury sheet is is plentiful. Um, and with a lot of good guys, uh, you want to talk about questionable, we've got Kareem Hunt, Jar- Jarvis Landry, Tay Davis, Carl Joseph, and Larry Ogunjobi. That's four big starters for you. Um, Ogunjobi is their big man up front on the defensive side of the ball. And Carl Joseph is a safety that is a really big hitter and and a really nice thumper for them. And we know who Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt are. And Hunt right now is supposed to be stepping up for the injured Nick Chubb. So um, we could get a, a big running game from some of those other running backs we talked about last week. Uh, what is it? Ernest Johnson um, was the fantastic runner in week four for Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, let, we'll see if he can have a, a big game. I mean, he didn't have a fantastic game against uh, Indianapolis last week, but he did only have eight carries. But I I really think it's going to be a heavy load on Kareem Hunt. And if Baker Mayfield is healthy, he's going to have to have a perfect game. Because this defense is going to be headhunting. Yeah. And this is a really good divisional matchup here. I like everything about this game. Um, I feel like I say it every week. There's some good games this week. This one is probably as good as it gets. Um, and this should be a really exciting game. Um. Moving on to the next game, we have the Bengals and the Colts. Um, I got to say, Cincinnati really disappointed me last week. I I had them playing so much better against uh, the Ravens, and they only had three points. But Joe Burrow can definitely bounce back this week. But he is still playing a very difficult defense. Yeah, this is um, probably one of the better defenses that uh, he, he will have faced up until this point in the season. Um, and I know how good that the Ravens' defense is, but he doesn't get he doesn't get it that much easier this week. Um, the Colts are that's how they've been so good at, to this point in the season. It's been the combination of Jonathan Taylor and really really good defensive play. Um, to me in this one, I have it as an upset pick, um, mostly because I feel like it's the same thing every week. To me, the, the, the Colts are just the AFC version of Washington. Um, I think they have a better defense, but, and, and you know, and it's an outstanding running back. But the skill, the wide receivers don't, don't do it for me. T.Y. Ty, Ty Hilton is aging, and he, he, what we've seen from him this season doesn't offer you any hope that he can replicate w- what he did in the past. And to this point in the season, Rivers' favorite option is Mo Ali Cox, and he's a fine player, but that just doesn't get it. That just doesn't cut it for me personally. Um, and I think, like you said, Joe Burrow is soaking up so much each week that. At a certain point with how talented that team can be offensively, it's going to pay off. And I think it pays off this week. I have them beating the Colts. I I can definitely see where you're coming from. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, can be 
can be one of the best QBs in the league in the next few years. And I think he's going to keep developing, developing, developing. And if he can get AJ Green in within his arsenal, they are going to win this game. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that they're going to win this game. I, I agree with you a lot. And the one more thing I want to touch on with the Bengals, um, it, there's just certain times when I'll, I'll see a player and when we'll be going through the next week, I, I think I have to touch on this guy. And one of those guys for me on the Bengals is safety Jesse Bates from mm-hmm. Wake Forest. He is fast becoming one of the league's best safeties. And just watching him play – he gets it done in every aspect of play defensively. If you need him to cover in zone, he's phenomenal. If you need him to come up in and stop any running back in the league, he, he's just such a big guy. He can contend with the, you know, some of these really big running backs. He can really get it done. And just if you, if you catch yourself watching a Bengals game, try and watch out for, I believe, 32 on defense because he is absolutely phenomenal. Um, moving on to the next game, we have the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Um, the Jags are still one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL. Uh, I think they're they're third right now uh, behind two teams we'll get to in a little bit. Um, just they traded away their entire team, and it, it just doesn't shock me. And they I think that. I'll go on, go on. Uh, they couldn't get really anything going last week. Um, and it's not like – like they were playing the Texans. And I'm not saying the Texans are bad, but the Texans' defense is nowhere near as great as, as other teams other teams in the league. I think Washington has a better defense than the Texans. No, and I think you're right. Um, and I think that the thing with the Jaguars is I feel like they have – so many young promising players that you in football it's kind of hard I think we're kind of expecting it maybe a little too much and I think that's something I've had to maybe realize um, because early in the season uh, I know that I like Gardner Minshew as their quarterback I already knew that I knew DJ Chark was a phenomenal young receiver Um, they got LaVisca Chenault who's looked nothing but good and then here comes James Robinson, uh, the undrafted free agent, who is what looks like immediately the answer to their, their run game. So they have all these pieces, but I think maybe it's time that we realize we should pump the brakes on them a little bit. Um, they're just not, not ready to put it together yet. And it can happen this season. It can happen as early as this week, really. The effort to, you know, figuring it out can. But – it's just the injuries this week. Josh Allen, um, their first-round pick, I believe, two years ago, uh, and Miles Jack, two of the best players on their defense. Excuse me, three of the best players in their, on their defense because we're including C.J. Henderson into that group, who's by one of the best rookies this season. Um, a cornerback for the Jaguars has been getting it done all year long. So those are three big, big players that they're going to miss this week. And – the Lions come in at one and three, but weirdly, I've liked what I've seen from them. The offense is taking is making strides, and they're starting. If the offense could figure out the run game and really figure out who the guy is, I think that'll that'll go a long way. And the defense is 
not been as bad as I think some people expected it to be. I mean, they played really good against the Saints until they give up five straight touchdowns. Here's that. <laughs> um, but, like, that's just a closing kind of thing. They, their offense played phenomenally. And I, I hate this. Like, Drew Brees – not Drew. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he, he missed Kenny Galladay. He missed him a lot. Yeah, and it, it showed. And then, like you said before – they just need to get a running game going. If they get a running game going, they're going to be one of the – they're going to be a contender in the NFC North. And I don't I think, think they have a chance this year because uh, yeah. the Packers and – I mean, well, the Packers are definitely going to win that division. Yeah. Uh, but I, – and I think that the guys on their roster can are capable of it, uh, especially with the running attack. With the three guys and Adrian Peterson – Carry uh, on Johnson and DeAndre Swift. You have three guys that are are very talented and and somewhat can offer offer you different things. And I think if you can utilize them the right way, it'll be really big in in you know figuring out this offense. Um, but I have the Lions in this one, and I think it'll what my what I'm seeing from the Lions is I think this game could go a good way in being a you know a win. Before you kind of start something, I think that the Lions are a sneaky, talented team. And I think with a quarterback like Matt Stafford, you can really surprise some people. Um, moving on to, I believe this is still Sunday, 1 p.m. games. Um, we have the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Um, the Bears – Somehow beat Brady. Um, Nick Foles is two and zero against the arguably one of the goats in the NFL. Um, but the Panthers have played amazing, even without having the best running back in the NFL. Dare I say, better without him. Um, Mike Davis has been brilliant in his relief of. Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I feel like in, I hate to say it that, you know, a player's injury could be a good thing, but I think it may have allowed Bridgewater the experience that he may have needed because to me, what it seems is that since McCaffrey is gone, he's found himself uh, his favorite option thus far in Robbie Anderson, who is, done really good these last couple weeks and then um dj moore finally had the good game that we were kind of waiting on and i think that he's definitely trending upwards and the Panthers' defense has been largely a red a rev excuse me revelation um rasul douglas i have to touch on him um like i said when there's a guy that catches my eye uh this guy catches it pretty quick because he's a former eagles player that I always really liked, but he's been really, really good on the outside for him. Um, they they did what I begged the Eagles to do a long, long time, and they utilize him in the matchups where he can succeed. Uh, Rasul Douglas is a big cornerback, six foot two, and he's he's definitely on the slower side. I think he's like a four, five, nine, a forty yard dash kind of guy. So. Um, but he's a really, really good matchup for big, strong receivers, and he plays the ball phenomenally. 
and he's been playing so good for them. Um, but a lot of their good players are kind of questionable this week uh, with dealing with injuries. And Brian Burns, Dante Jackson, Kwan Short, Yeter Gross Matos, and, and even Eli Apple. So that scares me a little bit. But I think this is kind of a trap game for the Bears. Um, they escaped last week in, in a really, really close one versus the Buccaneers. But the Panthers have looked so good. I don't think the Panthers are better than the Bucks, but I think the Panthers have the Bears number in this one. And I think the Panthers squeak it out by one point. Now, here's the thing with Panthers defense. I think their only issue is the running game. Here's the other thing. The Bears don't have a running game whatsoever. They are not one they that are, should scare you for sure. No, like the the only reason the the Falcons scored last week was because of Todd Gurley. Matt Ryan did absolutely nothing. Not a touchdown. Like Todd Gurley had 120 and a touchdown. Yeah. The only the only thing that that Matt Ryan had going for him was Calvin Ridley. And even then, he couldn't get Calvin Ridley in the end zone. So, yeah. I I agree with you, the Panthers taking this one, because I I like I like Nick Foles. I like Allen Robinson. But if you can't get a running game going against this team, because I don't know how much I really trust David Montgomery and Cordero Patterson in the backfield. I mean, David Montgomery is a fine running back. Cordero Patterson is just – a, a speedster. And, it, yeah, he can have a breakaway. He can have one breakaway and have a touchdown. But it just – as a collective, I don't think their running game is going to be enough to beat this Panthers team. And this Panthers team can lock down some receivers. Yeah, the the past defense has been the thing for me with um... – Carolina this far into the season, uh, I think it's been really good. Um, and it's the way they've gotten it. Um, Douglas is a player they basically kind of got for free as long as they had a roster spot open as he was uh, cut by the Eagles. So, I mean, to get that kind of production or to get the production they've gotten from a guy like him and just everybody really on their defense, because I think they a lot of them have played really well, is huge, but they're going to have to hope for a little bit of health this week. I think if the injuries, if all those players that I've mentioned miss this game, it gets a lot harder for them. Um, moving on to uh, the NFC East, the, uh, the worst division in the league, uh, the Washington football team and the New York Giants. And I just have to say, Alex Smith deserves comeback player of the year. Right now, give it to him. Uh, yeah. This man. Okay, we'll give it to him. This man comes back, hasn't played a game since November of 2018. Yes, he didn't do good, but the injury he went through, he had an infection in his leg. That, that Washington medical staff is terrible. I will say it. We, they have one of the worst medical staffs in the NFL. Almost Alex Smith had a risk of dying in 2019 from his injury. And he comes back, takes the field, was happy. His wife was in the stands crying, seeing his first game back. I have not been emotional about a QB coming back to a game since Teddy Bridgewater back in 2017. I mean, what he, his 
road to getting back on the football field is it, it's an incredible story. And I mean, there's not a better feel good story, I, I don't think. And you have to remember the injury that he had left a lot of people doubting if he could ever even walk the same. I mean, let alone take the football field as a starting NFL quarterback. So you can't discredit what he's done to get back to this point. And it's a really, it's, it's a really awesome story, but it's kind of sad to me that this is what he comes back to. Um, I just beat it over the head every week with the skill players for Washington. Um, and he needs to develop a good repertoire with Terry McLaurin really fast because that's the guy with me. Um, I saw some, some pretty good things from J.D. McKissick. And um, excuse me, who's the other running back? Uh, Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Um, they have the makings of um, – a pretty good backfield for Washington. So um, I do like that moving forward. But um, this week, I think it's going to be uh, the moment for Alex Smith. I think this is going to be his first um, his first start back. I think he gets the win. You guys get the luxury of playing the Giants, who offer really uh, no hope, uh, especially if you're a fan. But uh, they played good on offense last week. I will say that. But it's against the the Dallas defense. What what can I take from that? You know, they, um, I I will say Dallas has a ten times better offense than Washington. But oh my god, okay. I we'll get into we'll get into the Cowboys in a little bit. But Alex Smith couldn't ask for a better first start back than the the New York Giants because it feels scripted, doesn't it? <laughs> there, if there's a dysfunctional defense in the league. It's got to be the Giants. It has to be. Um, yeah. Who do you, who's the star player on that defense? You have what? Leonard – you have a – what's his name? Um, Leonard Williams? Yeah. That's about it. I mean, Jabril Peppers, I guess. He's okay. Other than that, like, if Terry McLaurin can just break away and Alex Smith has the arm to get it to him, it's it's over. Like, I don't even see New York playing that great on offense. Like, Daniel Jones has played terrible this year, in my opinion. Yes, he played good last week, but that was against arguably one of the worst defenses in the league who yeah, doesn't yeah. have a secondary. It's for these reasons I think this will be um, more of a, a low-scoring, sloppy kind of game. I think it could go the other way. I really do. Washington's defense creates that – that can create that kind of feeling um, with how um, scary they can be for an offense that is uh, dysfunctional at best. So this game could get scary, but I think with Alex Smith, um, I I do project him to get the win, but the Redskins, or excuse me, the football team don't really put him in a good place uh, to come in and really do a lot with what with what they have to offer. So I, I think this will be a, um, a low-scoring game, but I think Washington wins it with the field goal to give Alex Smith his uh, first win since he got hurt. Uh, moving on to the Broncos and New England Patriots. This is this is just gonna be another another okay game. I mean, unless Cam Newton comes back. 
There are. Right, that's there what I wanted to tell you. Newton is going to play. He's he's good. He's cleared. Okay. So as long as I, Belichick plays him, he's been cleared from COVID. That's that's the big if. Uh, we'll we'll see if if Cam Newton does play, then yeah, it's gonna be an easy win for the for the Pats. I don't see that defense being able to stop a guy like Cam Newton. I mean, they couldn't they could barely stop a guy like Sam Darnold. What makes them think they can stop uh, the most athletic quarterback in the league right now, who can just truck over their entire defense? Yeah, um, the Newton part is the the big thing here. I think if he's cleared, there's no chance he doesn't start. Um, uh, as long as he's you know back up to to speed, that is you know health wise. But I think that the Patriots have looked really really good with Cam Newton, and it's a shame we had to go uh, any time period without seeing him back there, but. Now that he's back, I think things uh, pick up right where they left off. Um, Newton has been fantastic. Um, filling in for Tom Brady, as good as you could really ask. So uh, I have the Patriots in this one. And it's just a hard pick for the Broncos until, you know, we know something about Drew Locke. I think their team really hinges on him and how his development. So it, it doesn't make it easy to pick them without that guy. I, I don't see the Broncos – unless Drew Locke makes a miraculous comeback before Sunday, I wouldn't even start him this week. I would give him one more week of rest just to – just to make sure he's good to go for week seven because I – for him, I I don't want to see him get injured anymore because I've, I like Drew Locke coming out of college. I mean, I thought he was a steal in the draft, uh, falling to yeah. the second round. I thought he was easily a a, a top twenty talent. And also, he's yeah. learning. He gets to learn from one of the best QBs of all time. I mean, John Elway being their owner, so that just that helps a lot. Yeah. But with with him being out, it's it's no doubt in my mind that the Patriots can easily walk away with that game yeah um moving on to the non-existent team in the new york jets going against the 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 underdogs from last week the the miami dolphins i just have to say if you if you dropped fitzpatrick from your fantasy team week one and someone picked him up you are looking really stupid right now (laughs) because one i i got him in my fantasy league after one of the guys dropped him and i am looking fantastic even though he's on my bench Oh my God, Fitzpatrick is looking like Fitzmagic from his his first few weeks in Tampa Bay. What was it last year or the year before? I mean, it, it's it's Fitzmagic. It's every year. <laughs> he always plays well when it's a con- contract year, and he gets paid. It's insane. Yep. I, and Devontae Parker is just a fantastic target for him. And the Jets have nothing to stop him. Um, I just want to talk about the Jets for a sec. Why are you going to cut Le'Veon Bell? Why? Just, just why? It, it was the stupidest decision. Um, if you don't like the the, the contract and, and how he's living up to it, then fine. You handle that and you hope for some sort of resolution through a trade or something else. But 
cutting him and still owing him that money is not a resolution, especially when your team already offers no hope. That was your – no disrespect to the way that Jamie Crowder is playing the season. But that is your best offensive player most likely. He hasn't really played up to that standard this year, but he was the lone sign of hope for you. And and what was really supposed to take a lot of the pressure off of Sam Darnold. So I think it is a, a an extremely stupid move. Um, now they move on to the Frank Gore era. And Frank Gore is a legend in and of himself. But what the hell? Why? It, I just can't wrap my head around it. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the Dolphins, their offense is good. Miles um, Gaskin is starting to look like he can be the running back. I don't think he's the long-term answer, but um, he's doing he's doing pretty well this year and um, just well enough for them to um, have a competent run game, and that's uh, a big key for them. And then you already touched on Devontae Parker. I want to touch on the other guy, Preston Williams. Um, he is dominant. Uh, he's a big body receiver, six foot four, I believe. Um, and he wins jump balls. And if you put him, uh, if you match him up with a corner that can't contend with a big receiver, he will have a day. Uh, he was lost to an ACL injury last year, but his comeback has looked as good as any. And I know that um, Fitzmagic has pretty good chemistry with everyone, but I think if Fitzmagic knows the right thing, he'll throw a couple more balls to Preston Williams because he can flat out go up and get it. I think this is this is a no-brainer. I think the Dolphins are going to blow out the Jets this week. If, if Fitzpatrick keeps up what he's been doing since week two, then it he's going to be uh, a top 10 quarterback this year. Yeah. At least stats-wise. Um, moving on to the Packers and the Bucks. The Packers have shocked me this year. Um, still undefeated. One of the, I believe, only two undefeated – no, three undefeated teams left. Um, I think it's them. The Steelers and the Titans are the only teams left undefeated. Yeah, which is, is insane. Right to me. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has been playing out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, I I don't even know what to say to it. I was not expecting. I was expecting him to play good this year, but. Oh. This is – I feel like this is oh. as good as we've seen him. It, it feels just like prime Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, he, like you said, as good as anybody. And I think a big part of it is I, – I, now, coming into the season, I didn't like the wide receiving cast. Um, I love Devontae Adams, and he's almost as good as he gets. But it's the other guys in Alan Lazard and – Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that just didn't really do it for me. But they have made a lot of progress. They look like they're different guys. Um, they both are exceptional um, at, at hauling in the deep ball. And 
Aaron Rodgers loves the deep ball. So there can't really be a better connection. And Aaron Jones is the perfect other ingredient in, in the run game. I mean, Aaron Jones is a man. And I'm starting to wonder at what point do we start to wonder when Aaron, when we talk about Aaron Jones as like a top five running back, because it feels like this is year two of him being a top five running back um, without really receiving that kind of praise. So uh, before long, it's going to have to happen, but this is going to be a tough matchup. Um, The Buccaneers lost last week and I know they don't want to lose again and, and fall to 500. So this is, this is going to be a game where both teams are bringing out the big guns, but from what I've seen from the Packers, I can't not pick them. They're going to have to have a game where they show me a reason to not pick them because offensively they look dominant and the defense has been so good. This is this is by far the best defense they've had since their Super Bowl winning season. And so I have to roll with the Packers in this one. Um, I, I agree. Um, we finally saw Tom Brady look human last week, not knowing it was fourth down. Probably the probably the worst moment I've seen Brady have in my lifetime of watching him play. Um, I it's gonna be really difficult for me to pick the Bucks with how hot the the Packers have been, and they didn't look that great against the Bears. And I think the Packers have a better defense than the Bears. Also, they have the Packers have a much better offense. I mean, and Tom Brady doesn't have Leonard Fournette. He doesn't have his best receiver in Chris Godwin. And he doesn't have LaShawn McCoy. I mean, he does still have Ronald Jones. But, I mean, Fournette is a, work, is a workhorse coming out the backfield and, and LaShawn McCoy is still shifty I mean you, you you can't get both out of all everything out of Ronald Jones he's a good running back but I I I have to go with the Packers I Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers have just been too stellar for me to go they're gonna have to lose a week for me to go against them I couldn't agree more um, moving on to the Rams and the 49ers, uh, the 49ers got stomped on. Absolutely. It was a murder happening last Sunday. And then, uh, the I mean, Rams, I mean, they, they beat the, the Washington football team. I, congratulations. I, pat on the back, I guess. There was a key thing that I felt like I saw um, in the face of what uh, people are starting to realize is a really good defense in Washington. I thought golf played good. Um, And early in the season, I, I I was not a fan of the Rams and I'm, you know, I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong and I've been wrong. And I'll say that the reason that I've been wrong thus far has been a, in big reason because of Jared Goff. He's played really, really good. I think this is the best ball that we've seen of his career. Um, I I am 
still a little hesitant to um, give them too much praise because all of their wins have come against the horrific NFC East. Yes, all four of their wins have been each team in the NFC East. So that is not a very good look. And their, their schedule is going to start getting in, into some more competitive games. So the lone time we didn't see them in the, against the NFC East, it was versus the Bills. And they only lost by field goal to what, you know, in the Rams has been, a, or the Bills, excuse me, have been a really good team this season up until the Tuesday. But um, the, the 49ers are just dysfunctional right now. Jimmy G was awful and eventually benched. And I don't like the questions I have with the 49ers alongside the injury concerns. I just feel like this one, I feel like the Rams stay hot for at least another week. Also, Aaron Donald is going to murder that offensive line. I mean, four sacks last week is just insane. He had four tackles and all of them were sacks, which just, just blows my mind. I, I don't think I've ever seen a stat line like that. And then Troy Redder or Reader had three. Seven sacks from two players, and they wow. had eight total. Wow. Aaron Donald is a man amongst boys when it comes to offensive defensive line. And if you don't double team him, he's your quarterback is going to die. You're going to end up with stat lines like that. This is what's going to happen. Um, it's got to be the Rams this week. The 49ers I, are going to have to prove me wrong. I agree. And let Jimmy Garoppolo needs to play like he was playing last year for me to pick the 49ers again. If he comes back this week, he plays well, but they lose barely. Like If they lose by a field goal, that's fine. I will, I will stick. I can trust the 49ers again. But if Jimmy yeah. G comes out and throws two interceptions and gets benched for CJ Beathard again, I, I can't trust them. Well, a huge part of the 49ers' success is their run game. And I feel like it, it hasn't really been there for them this season. And, you know, here's to hoping that, you know, Mostert can get that aspect of their game going this week because without that I really don't think they stand a chance versus the Rams um, if that's working for them they put themselves in a really good spot to win this game and they help Jimmy G a lot because Jimmy G is it's weird there's some quarterbacks that I watch and I swear they have no impact on the run game but the run game helps them and Jimmy G is that quarterback to a T so with the run game, it'll go a long way. But if it's not, if Mostert is, doesn't go crazy, I have to say that the Rams win this. I I agree. Um, moving on to Sunday night football. Uh, this is the the undefeated game I thought was going to happen, but no, both teams fell last week. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Um. Kansas City looked human last week. Yeah. They're going to lose to Las Vegas, and Derek Carr killed their secondary. Well, and I think the the formula to beating the Chiefs was kind of unveiled. Um, offensively, 
you know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do. But to beat the Chiefs, you have to get turnovers. And one of them came in a huge spot for the Raiders. Uh, the pick by or the pick by Jeff Heath that was returned all the way to the one. Uh, that was huge. And you also have to essentially beat them in a shootout. And that's what the Raiders did. Um, it, the Chiefs looked like themselves on offense. Um, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire could have done, given them a little bit more on the ground. But, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes. And it really fell down to the, 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 the pick that kind of sealed the deal for, uh, for them. But the Bills looked even more disappointing. Um, they were really held in check versus the Titans team that I, I thought would come out and look a little sloppy due to the, all the time off, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, one thing that I think is going to be really intriguing to watch is tell me if I'm wrong, but Josh Allen reminds me of Mahomes more than anybody else. Um, oh, no, I can't disagree. Just, He's just a taller Patrick Polar, a little more athletic Pat Mahomes. Like, the, they are exhibit 1A and B of, you know, the best arm strength that the NFL has to offer, and they utilize it to make throws that other people just can't dream of. Uh, I'm talking about across your body, 40 yards down the field, on the run, um, 60 yards through the air, like insane throws that you can't believe until you see it. And this should be a really good quarterback battle in this one. I couldn't be more excited for this game. Um, yeah, like you said, I thought it would be the battle of the unbeatens, but they both fell. And this is going to be a big bounce back game for both teams. I expect a really, really strong effort from both of them. But the Bills are questionable with Tredavious White and John Brown. And those are two big players for them. John Brown is, is the guy opposite of, of Stefan Diggs. But let's not forget how good of a, a repertoire he has with Josh Allen. Um, it really could be argued that, you know, he almost sees as much passes as, as Stefan Diggs. And a lot of what Stefan Diggs help, helps him get as open as he does. So if they miss him, that would be huge. And on a week where you're facing Patrick Mahomes, you cannot have a cornerback of Tredavious White's level be questionable. You have to prey on his health. And if you get it, it'll go a long way in, in, for your defense. Um, now moving on to Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. And what happened to Dak Prescott is honestly one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen in the NFL. Yeah, I um, mean, the Cowboys are probably my arch rival, and it, it, this is still something you never want to see. I mean, Dak Prescott is as class act as it gets. Um, he, he's just a stand-up guy. I applaud him for all his efforts on and off the field. Uh, he's an outstanding player, but that injury is is a huge blow to this team. Um, I think Andy Dalton can still offer some optimism for the Cowboys. And, you know, I don't need to remind you that they're in a division that's wide open that they are also at the top of. So it is still in play for the Cowboys, but 
it's time for Andy Dalton to get up to speed fast. And it seems like this is just one of those kind of shell shock moments. Partnered with the fact that you're facing a Cardinals team that is starting to, you know, prove their, their legitimacy here. So I think this is kind of a trap game. I have a feeling that it could go one of two ways. They come out and go gangbusters uh, playing for Dak Prescott or the Cardinals come out and, and essentially prove that the Cowboys are shell shocked. I mean, I can't imagine having to, you know, rebound after an injury to the, the face of your franchise like that, but that's what we're in the position asking the Cowboys to do. And that's ultimately football. So um, a tall task this week and I think the Cardinals get it done. And it's it's difficult to see a guy like Dak Prescott go down because, granted, I don't think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he's still a good quarterback. And that is that is your star right there. And yeah. you're losing him, and that, that's your offense right there. That's, yeah. that's, your, that's your general. And I, I don't think Andy Dolan's as good of a quarterback as, as Dak Prescott. I, I'll, start, I'll straight up and say it. I I didn't I understand the signing of Andy Dalton this offseason and it really worked out for them now, but I don't think they're gonna get the same production from Dalton as they did Dak and it that's gonna and it's going to show this I it's can't, gonna show it, on Monday. Yeah, I can't expect Andy Dalton to come in and outpace a Cardinals team that is as good as they are on offense because the Cardinals have the benefit of playing the Cowboys defense. And no matter what defense the the Cowboys could be facing, it's going to be better than theirs. And without some turnovers or uh, something like that, it's going to be hard. But I expect the Cowboys to lean on Zeke even more at this point. I think he becomes huge for them. And we're going to see what a – run dominant Cowboys team looks like this week, I feel like. Oh, they're gonna have to rely on Zeke. If they don't, I I don't see them really getting off and going because it, who knows how Andy Dolan's really going to adjust to, to Mike McCarthy's system. I mean Dak did a pretty good job, but that's because like Dak Prescott is is a top ten quarterback in the league. Andy Dolan's not. And I he didn't play in the short time he played. He didn't really play that well against the the New York Giants. And if you can't really play well against that team, then how are you going to play well against a, a pretty good defense in the Cardinals? I think a week of preparation will help, but it just seems like too, too quick a turnaround in this one versus – too good of a team, in my opinion. Um, the Cardinals have looked looked apart and, you know, trying to reestablish themselves as legit after starting two and zero, and um, and and I think they looked apart last week, and I think this is a game, a statement game for Kyler Murray. I think that you know it's a prime time game. Um, he's really the only star quarterback now in this game, and I think he's going to play like it. Also, the last thing I want to speak on on the Cowboys, you let a guy like Devontae Freeman run all over you. Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray are going to murder 
that run defense. Yeah. It is not even going to be funny how how many rushing yards are probably going to be had by Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake this this week. This this has to be Kenyon Drake's breakout week. If it's not, then I I don't know what else to say. If it's not, then Chase Edmonds has to be the guy moving forward. Kenyon Drake has looked really, really poor for them up to this point in the season. And Chase Edmonds has been really the only, you know, player with upside in their backfield so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Cardinals respond. They had an injury of their own with Chandler Jones uh, going out for the season. And that is a big loss for their defense. Chandler Jones is an outstanding player, but I think that, you know, the quarterback uh, injury for the Cowboys it means a, a lot more um, for this game. And I, I, like I said, I think the Cardinals win this one. And I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Um, there are some really good games this week. Uh, there are some bad games like the Giants and the, and the Washington football team. But no matter what games they're playing, I'm always excited for football. I don't care who's playing. Football season's here, and I, everything is fantastic. Always right. Um, but I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, I've been your host, Jason Mitchell, joined alongside Ian Hatcher, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>